Lucas Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. HGA is revolutionizing the industry by implementing software that will allow them to scan, analyze, and grade cards without subjectivity. This allows for consistent and unbiased grading. They have an easy submission process and best-in-class customer service. Their pricing model is simple. Pay by the day, not by the value of the card. And when they say 10 business days, they mean 10 business days. I mean, guys, 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 guys. This is what makes us having a daily show so valuable for me personally. I'm excited for today's show. I'm excited for the dialogue that we're going to have. Uh, and I think I'm going to learn learn a few things because, I mean, unless you're living under a rock by the, the point of you listening to this episode, you've heard the news about PWCC uh, and eBay removing them from the platform, no longer allowing them to sell items on the auction. Cage, as soon as I told him this news, he said, well, they had a premier auction coming on coming up. So we're going to talk about that. We're still going to give you guys two plays. We're going to try to be as objective as possible. We've just heard this news as soon as, I mean, literally as soon as you guys did. So without further ado, Cage, welcome back to Lucas, Tigers, and Bronzo. My, what, I guess, you're a PWCC customer for a long time. Yep. What repercussions, what do you, what ripple effects will this have on the hobby? Before we talk about the business specifically, let's talk about the hobby. The hobby participants, customers like you, people have been using PWCC for a long time, whether that's buying and selling. You have money in the account. Share with us, if you don't mind, Cage, I know I'm putting you on the spot here. You might have to slick back that hair and get ready. What do you think? I mean, it's interesting, right? It's interesting because what was it maybe a month or two ago where there was an 86 Fleer Jordan that sold for, you know, I think it was like only $180,000. Somebody flash auctioned it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, guys... You know, we pull no punches here, right? So we try to be as honest as we can. Um, PWCC was very quick to come out and declare it a, quote, invalid, an invalid um, auction at $180,000. I remember Ravel tweeting about it, saying Mm -hmm. PWCC said that the 86 Fleer rookie auction this week resulted in a five-month low of the card. $180,000 has been declared invalid. And PWCC, they put this tile up, and they kind of blamed eBay. So let me find it. Let's yes. be fair. Let's be fair. Because yeah. as soon as that happened, mm-hmm. you yourself said you were bidding on that card. You would yes. have bid up to $200,000 yep. and your bid was rejected by eBay. It's so true. you yourself. It's true. But so here's the thing, right? They came out. It's I see. I have the tweet. I pulled it up. June 18, 2021 tweet. It's, it's on a PWCC tiles. It's eBay experienced a site issue during a recent flash auction of the 86 Fleer, which caused a significant number of bids to be blocked. Numerous bidders contacted us during the auction's final minutes and had after the auction had closed on Tuesday night, letting us know they were unable to bid. I wonder if this, the relationship between PWCC and eBay, I wonder how it is. I wonder if it's strained. I wonder if, if, if you know, I wonder if this started it. I wonder if that's, you know, I'm, I don't want to go back in time because obviously I'm changing the, the you know, the, the, the topic a little bit, but it's not the first time that there have been, you know, some interesting back and forths on it. And, you know, on that one there, when it was, you know, eBay causing the issue, PWCC, who we love, uh, I personally love as a collector, you know, vaulting and the whole deal, um, you know, 
they were very quick to come out and, and basically say eBay had issues. Well, today, eBay comes out and says it's PWCC that's having some issues. Not about that Jordan card per se, but it's about the, uh, you know, the, the, the bidding overall, right? You, yeah, yeah. You, you said something there, like PWCC, who we love. And, um, you know, we try to call it as much as, you know, as fairly, as objectively, as humanly possible. Obviously, objectivity is so relative. But, Cage, you know, I love the people behind yes. the business, right? We need to remember it's yes. a business is a name, but there's also employees there. So like with the only alt situation, right? There's the business who did this and who knows if that's one person or the or three or 10 that knew it. But then there's people that have left their jobs. You know, they, they've been recruited to join this company. They're on the marketing team. They're doing events. They're doing sales, tech. So like it's important. And, and same thing with PWCC. It's important to remember this, this decision that eBay made it affects a lot of people and a lot of people's livelihood that may have had nothing to do with these allegations. That's where my mind went immediately because these are hobby participants. These are people, you know, they came to PWCC or Alt or any company probably out of passion. They probably love cards and collecting and helping people in this whole space. And now this is this affects them. This affects them a ton because overnight, I mean, Cage, how much of their business is run through eBay? All of it, ninety yeah, percent like of it. Ninety. Some. I mean, they have private. They have private sales. They have private. You know, they 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 do try to source cards for people and and that kind of stuff. They do, you know, they have that kind of side uh, gig going on for themselves. And you know, they run the you know the 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 premier auction also, which is off. But that's a small monthly thing. You know what I mean? That's you know, um, it's. I mean, the vault that we talk about, one of the great things about the vault is that you're able to just click and boom, put it into an auction. You know what I mean? People are, oh, it's very ease of use. Like boom, it's going to go flash auction or boom, it's going to go into the next monthly auction. Not only that, here's a question, right? I mean, I didn't, I didn't dissect the, 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 the announcement um, as much as I should have before jumping on, but there are people who have cards ending tonight, right? With bids on them. Like, are, are those auctions done now? Are, is eBay allowing those to run their course and they're just not going to have PWCC, you know, sell any more stuff? I mean, what's the what's the actual fallout here? Did you read the whole uh, announcement? Suspending. Suspending. So they're not going to be able to sell. So, I mean, that you know, that, that doesn't really clarify for me, you know, and, and obviously I'm not saying you need to clarify. It's just, you know, I don't know what the, uh, you know, what the upshot is. Does that mean that if you go on eBay right now, that anything that was with PWCC is is done. As a result, eBay has restricted PWCC's selling privileges and listings effective today. Okay, I don't know how much more clear that could be. Yeah, so that is clear. So basically, they're not going to let them list anything additional going forward. But I mean, you know, they 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 their auctions would go to the end of the month, right? Today's the seventeenth. So there are people who consigned cards with them, probably round two cards, you name it, you know, to go up in their end of their auction who are not going to be able to auction their cards off. PwC has those cards and is not going to be able to list the ones that they would have listed today for 10 days out. Um, that's a huge hit. It's like that's cutting a- the head off a body, right? If you have cards at the vault, you're like, the whole point of me having the cards at the vault was, well, not the whole point, but a part of it was to be able to sell them at the click of a button, to be able to list them on the marketplace using that tool that they built that was super, super awesome. Cage, since, since this is a show, we don't really talk about this stuff before, and we go 
sort of off the cuff. This was a little bit more researched uh, in terms of Cage and I hopped on a little bit before talking about it. But if I'm let's pick a business, let's go like oil refineries, right? Mm -hmm. There's a competitive advantage there. It takes some time to build that up. It's not a cafe that you could start overnight. The, the conspirator in me says, okay, so there's one oil refinery on the right side of the street. There's another one across the street, right? Mm-hmm. The one on the right side of the street, it's it's been successful. It's been, had money in it, you know, really smart businessmen and investors running it. And it's growing and growing and growing. And it's gobbling up more land, more real estate, more competitive energy, more gas stations are buying from it. They start and they say, well, that one across the street is also doing pretty well. We could put them out of business. What if we go into the health department and, you know, slip them a note and say, hey, these guys are doing some really shady stuff over there. Right. These guys, you know, I'm not so sure they're following 100% of the health code policies of what an oil refinery should be doing. Maybe you guys should go investigate over there. You think there's some of that? Well, I mean, obviously they work in tandem, but are you trying to say that there's – you know, they're now in competition with eBay's new, you know, data platform that has come out that PWCC has their auction archives. And maybe, you know, maybe this is a way for eBay to view PWCC as more of a competitor. Is that what you're saying? Well, the interesting thing about PWCC, remember we had ComC on and you said, you know, everyone always thinks when they come into an industry, how do I compete with someone? Well, ComC's biggest advantage was they didn't compete with eBay. They worked with eBay, right? Yep. PWCC sits interestingly, they compete with a lot of people, right? They they have a grading aspect of their stuff. So there's that part. They have the vaulting aspect, which competes with some people. They have the auctioning and consigning business, which competes with some people. So th- they're actually, they compete with a lot of different industries, a lot of different people, not just eBay. There's probably consigners who aren't super happy uh, PWCC is around because if they weren't, they might be able to own all of the, all of the um, all of the market. Yeah, I mean, I would say though that this is going to hurt eBay, right? I mean, it's got to be you know, it's an interesting thing because I mean, eBay takes a huge fee, you know, with you know, with PWCC's auctions. I mean, you're talking about millions of dollars every month of sales, right? You're talking about you know, you're talking about every year millions of dollars that are that are going into the eBay coffers in sellers' fees. You know, so, you know, in that regard, they're not exactly competitors. They're sort of business partners, right? The same way that ComC would view eBay as a as a business partner because it allows more eyeballs and, and whatnot to, uh, you know, to, to be on their auctions. Um, yeah, I mean, it would, look- it would definitely be a big thing if, if what you're saying is like, you know, they, they wanted to, they wanted to, you know, point the finger and say, hey, go look at these guys. I, I mean, it's really against their own interest. I mean, clearly eBay wants to have a clean platform. Nobody wants any kind of bidding, manipulation, any sort of, you know, shenanigans going on. eBay has to protect that, which I think is what they're doing with the, the email. I guess what I'm curious about is, you know, without anything further than what we have, you know, is it individual bad actors? Because, you know, one of the fun things about the hobby is, there are people who are tangentially related to a lot of companies now. You know, there's content people out there, there's brand ambassadors, there's people who work on affiliated deals. There's all these, you know, like, like you know, someone is a PWCC employee, 
There are people who PWCC is affiliated with. There are people who are, you know, so I guess I'd, I'd love to know a little more information about, you know, and we're never going to get all the information, but I'd love to know a little more information about it because is it just somebody who, you know, PWCC has a handshake deal with and they have a podcast and it turns, you know, they have an affiliated deal with anytime you get a click on it, you know, PWCC pays you a percentage of the click through sales and that person was found to be manipulating it. And eBay has said, all right, well, anybody in your, in your, in your world, anybody in your universe, you know, it doesn't matter. We're going to, you know, we're going to impute that upon you. I mean, so I, 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 I would like to know a little bit more about it. Obviously, we're, we're probably not going to have the, the luxury of knowing that. Um, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I mean, is it is it is it is it PWCC sitting there with a scheme and manipulating the auctions and saying, okay, we're all going to bid on these auctions now? You know, is it that, or is it something that's a little more removed from the from the mothership? Do you think it was the Jordan eight hundred forty thousand dollar card that kind of was like? What is going on here? Is that what, what tipped them off? I don't know. But if you go back and listen to our episodes, I did say that it would be interesting if I were PWCC and I wanted to, um, you know, highlight the increased valuation of of our, you know, grade deviations. That would be a great way to do it. You know, because because if I mean your question is there a lot of bad actors? I think. When it comes to shill bidding, it's actually much more intelligent to shill one very expensive card uh, than than it is to shill a lot of kind of five ten dollars from a business standpoint. But Cage, uh, let me go a different direction if, if we could talk about this because you had a response and uh, no one's hiring you to be their lawyer, but from a legal standpoint, you know what's going to play out because there's millions of dollars on the line. There's basically a business on the line. What do you see happening? How can this possibly play out? Well, not you know subjectively. Did PWCC do it? Is eBay right? Are they wrong? From a lawyer's standpoint, you know, what what could, how can this play well, out? Well, any good lawyer is going to tell you they don't have enough information to make any type of a decision on this, and that's obviously what I'm going to tell you, right? I mean, you you can't tell you how it's going to play out. Um, what I'd are the to, options? I'd love for, for Peter. Well, listen, it's a black eye, man. It's you know, it it doesn't even matter what the what the truth is behind it. Um, but PWCC has had those before. Um, and it seems like every week somebody else has another black eye, you know, whether it's announcing record sales that aren't record sales, whether it's, you know, eBay data, um, you know, with the code, you know, violating privacy rules or allegedly violating privacy rules or whether it's, um, you know, now today's announcement, unilateral announcement, one side from eBay. Uh, without any commentary from PWCC, it's it's interesting, man. That's what I will say. W- what are the options? There, I don't even know how to go about answering options other than to say this can't be good news for PWCC, um, especially when they are now faced with probably more competition than they've had previously. You know, now with other vaults opening up for people to put their cards into with other competitors in the space, you know, offering the same type of, um, you know, functionality that PWCC is offering, Um, you know, any type of, like I say, black eye like this, um, you know, doesn't bode well for, you know, customer engagement um, and new customer acquisition. Uh, for somebody who's who's balancing out the equities between different competitors in, in that space. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, listen, this is what happens. You get the, I didn't even get this email. 
I didn't even get this email yet. I've been like clicking around trying to find this. I mean, I see obviously people are, are sending it around and stuff. Um, you know, I'm curious to see whether or not PWCC comes out and says anything. That's my, that's my biggest thing. Okay. Right? Like, you know, I've, I've said it a bunch of times, right? Come out and get ahead of it. Right. You know, make sure that people know that you're, you know, your version of it, your whole deal. I said, you know, that's, that's always the best way to do it. Be honest, be truthful. Um, you know, people, people will, um, you know, be more likely to be a little more understanding. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, this episode's going to be out a couple hours after it happens. So, you know, so let's table it then. So guys, daily show, we give you daily takes, a lot could change. We've recorded this at 3 PM Eastern. The news came out at like 2 PM Eastern, but we love you guys. We want to give you our candid response. So if things change by tomorrow, as with volatile situations like this, Please understand we have a responsibility to do a daily show and to speak on this, but we don't have all the facts. We probably have none of the facts. Yeah, so we just, just have the message. We have the unilateral one-sided thing from eBay, you know, it's basically saying that they're suspending the privileges of PWCC. We'd love to have PWCC on and come talk to us if that's something that they feel like doing, if that's something they want to do. We'd love to have that. Um, you know, maybe we'll reach out to eBay and have them on. Uh, we, you know, we, we'll give an avenue for anybody to come and speak on it. Um, to me... What I can tell you is my own personal take, right? That's all I can do, right? Because there's, you know, no one can, you know, no one can, 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 you know, can do that. <laughs> there's no, there's no like one side or the other. This is my side, and it's I have a lot of cards in the vault, and I have money in my vault account that's being held from prior auction sales that I use to, you know, buy future things. And one of the cool things about that was, you know. I had that money in there and I would bid on a future auction. I'd bid on a card. I'd bid on an item and say, all right, well, you just take this off of the money. You know what I mean? The money's in the account. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll grab a, well, what am I, what am I doing now with that? I mean, I guess I should ask for my money back. You know, I should, should ask for a check. We should just withdraw it. Yeah. It's yeah, not like money. Ask for be, my money back. You I just, should, should, there's a withdrawal. Which, I should be withdrawing my money, which is not good. Right? <laughs> hey, I mean, give me my lunch money back, PWCC. Yeah. Give me my, my milk money. No, but I mean, <laughs> so, and then the next question becomes, you know, in addition to, you know, asking for your withdrawal of your money, do you also start withdrawing your cards? Well, they you know, just went through the whole free vaulting process too. Think about the cap. That's a huge expense. That's a huge marketing expense with the potential of, Hey, you guys could sell these quickly at the click of a button. Yeah, so that's it, there's my brain for you. I mean, I, like I said, we'll we'll probably have more information about this. We'll probably have more details, and you know, hopefully, eBay will come out and give more details. You know, see if it's a temporary suspension, if there's a if there's an amount of time to it, that kind of stuff. I mean, what what what, what people in markets, and you know, we can call the hobby a market. What people in markets like the least. It's not good news or bad news. It's uncertainty. Mm. Right. Markets fluctuate in, in times of uncertainty. Right. It's why leading up to elections, markets usually stumble or they're stagnant. And then there is a move after the election. Usually it doesn't matter who wins, but at least you now have certainty on where it's going to be. Right. And certain things move because of that certainty. Right now, what we have is a lot of uncertainty. We have a lot of we don't know if this is a permanent thing, if it's a temporary thing, if it's something that can be fixed, if it's you know something that's a mistake. Um, and that uncertainty it, it will cause um, it will cause ripples in the market with people who have their their items uh, with PWCC. I believe. Cage, ready for this next question, Big Dog? Sure. All things equal. So, what would you rather have? 
Luca base prism or any player base prism rookie or uh, orange parallel non rookie card. So Luca base or prism or an orange parallel non rookie. Ooh. I think I'm going to go with like a base parallel. You know, like a like a silver or something like that, like a non-number parallel. I think I would go with that for Luca instead of an orange. Right? Is that is that what you're asking? No. Okay. So what are you asking? Base card, rookie card. Okay. Or a second year, third year, fourth year, fifth year player in a short print numbered parallel, like an orange or a blue. If it's a if it's a star, if it's enough of a star, like a Luca, I'm gonna go with the second year orange because out of like forty nine. If it's somebody who's not a star, if it's somebody who's, you know, like a project, somebody who, like, you know, could potentially be okay at some point in time that's never going to have the kind of overall mass appeal that a Luca would have, I'd probably go with the rookie. Have you seen the recent post of Select? So Select is now going retail, and people are freaking out, freaking out. You've never been a fan of Select releases in general. Nope. What, um, I mean, Select was only hobby for a very long time. And now, I mean, you have Select Concourse, and he, let me count. There's 20 different parallels of Select Concourse, 20 different parallels of Select pre Premier Level, 20 different parallels of Select Field Level, and then there's these H2 hybrids as well, which have five or six. Cage, this is kind of crazy. What, what do you make of this? It's Panini releasing more cost-efficient items for people. You know, if everybody... You can't have it both ways, guys. You can't say you love the hobby and you make money on the hobby and then say, but we got to find a way to get kids into the hobby. And then when Panini, you know, comes out with retail releases that should allegedly be more accessible to people at different price points, you can't say, oh, they're ruining the brand. You know? I mean, should kids only be allowed to open Chronicles? You know, should kids only be allowed to open, you know, Revolution or whatever other, you know, brands there are? Um, it should come as no surprise, guys. I mean, you know, no matter what Panini puts out there, a breaker will take it and break it for somebody online at a profit. And if that's really what we're talking about, then I expect Panini to come out with even more stuff. I mean, I broke uh, H2 Select UFC with Ian. We, we did two of them live. It's, you hit basically, anything? it's basically junk. You get like, you know, you get, it was a hundred and something dollar box. You get four packs of six cards in a pack. No guaranteed anything. No, it's like a blaster. You know, there's no, did you, did you guys auto. hit? Not really. I mean, we got a, a number, a couple numbered parallels. You get six, six parallels in the box, you know, a silver or two, you know, maybe a red or a blue, or, you know, whatever it may be. But you know, it's, it's, it's at a price point where people are able to, access it and open it and um you know not every box can be a you know a four thousand dollar prison hobby box right so lamello doesn't sign his cards patches aren't used panini's printing a ton of product only alt stealing our data pwcc no, show no, bidding no. <laughs> who is gonna come in and save our hobby you super grover tim grover um no let's let's, let's back that up a little bit no one should be surprised by this, and it's exactly why I have talked about things like Kaboom, your favorite topic, right? Kaboom. 
right? Every year there's my probably favorite topic is adding value to our community at any, so, but by any value, means right? necessary. So, so the value is like, would it surprise you guys if, if they just keep printing select, would it surprise you guys if, um, you know, next year kabooms, there's, you know, 500 or a thousand of every one of them, right? You know, Panini's not stupid. They, they are out there knowing, are what you people, sure? they know what people like and they know what they can and can't print. And the market wants more. And because of that, you're going to get more. That's, you know, I know everybody wanted select to be the hidden brand, but this is part of why we talk about the market doesn't want more. Don't the market make, wants better. No, the market wants more. They want better. Not true. Luca Nation, let us know. Settles this debate. Does the market want more or do they want better? I say they want better quality. Yeah, but it depends. More creative mean. design. Depends more creative photography. Market. Yeah, okay. Dual the, patch autos. You're seeing that obviously you're wrong, right? Because people are still buying natural <laughs> treasures. People are still paying thousands upon thousands of dollars to open up natural treasures, right? And some of those things don't even have the patch in them. The patch is not game worn anymore. The, the autos are questionable. Imagine being married to Cage. And you see still, that you are wrong. Well, but it's great that in a perfect world, it would be great to have better art. It would be great to have limited product. It would be great to have, you know, better quality control. But the thing is, Panini right now is trying to meet the, the, the amazing amount of demand that's out there. And the only way to do that is to turn those machines back on like the Duke. By brothers. churning out shit? By churning out stuff that the market will buy. No. It's not, it, and if it's shit, then it's shit. I've often said that. You, you remember that scene in American Gangster where uh, all of Frank Lucas's competitors were like cutting the, the product down? Yeah. And, and he was like, I sell a pure product. Straight through from the military until they left yeah, Kaboom. He, he, he has left. a pure, until they left Kaboom. Kaboom. <laughs> I said Kaboom. I was making, making a, a corollary to us leaving today. That's actually true, right? That's, that's No, they were being. They were Vietnam, not Afghanistan. It's, but today we're leaving Afghanistan. So oh. that's... Uh, dude, there's something to be said about when you're the manufacturer, when you're the creator. Yeah, you could cut it down and the market will, will also buy it. But do you really want to live in a market with where there's just shit product? They have or no does competition. The so what happened okay. in that one was Frank White got huge, right? Frank right? Lucas, Frank, moron. Oh, Frank, Frank Lucas. Frank White. What's Frank White from? That's the king of New York. That's, That's Betty White's of, husband. No, no, no. Frank White's the king of New York. It's a, a very similar movie. Some might say that uh, that the uh, the Frank Lucas Frank. character and the Frank White character. Do you know what I'm talking about or no? No? No. I'm just worried that people on the other end will think that my, my moron comment wasn't a joke. I was just kidding. Cage is not a moron. He's really smart. No. So, um, yeah, Frank White was the drug lord and the king of New York. So, so very, very similar. Sorry for the, uh, you know, the confusion, but my, that's more my speed. The King of New York's 1990. It's Christopher Walken, Frank White. Um, but yes, so Frank Lucas's character, he had competition. He was the competition for those guys cutting the stuff. And the product all that he was putting out was a better quality product. And he probably took market share because of it, right? Panini doesn't have that. They don't need to put out Puro. They don't have to. They can step on it as many times as they want. They can bring out the baby powder. They can do whatever they want cutting the stuff, right? They don't. It doesn't make sense. Because they own the two biggest licenses, uh, football and basketball. No, no. baseball doesn't matter. Whose fault is you? It's your fault. (laughs) It's your fault, and it's everybody else's fault who buys it. Because there's only one way you can speak to a company, and it is with your wallet. And And if no matter what, everybody complains, oh, select, they're killing it, they're killing it. Well, guess what? 
if everybody left the select retail, the select H2 on the shelves, like they leave Yu-Gi-Oh cards on the shelves, instead of having shootouts like the OK Corral in a Target to get retail, right? If everybody did that, Panini might actually have some more quality control, right? They might actually put out a better product. Maybe they wouldn't make select clearly done wrist wipe my ass, whatever the hell you're going to call it, right? But they do make it. And you want to know why? Because you buy it. And until you stop buying it, they're going to continue to take a dump in a box and sell it to you at a marked up price. Finally, you woke up. You were sleepwalking through this entire episode. When your face is in the camera and you're pumped up, I love that. That's what we need more of. It's, I mean, it's silly. I, no one should be upset. You, you want to be upset? Look in a mirror. Be upset at yourself. Every you're morning. buying it. I'm not upset. <laughs> I buy I buy H2. I buy the H2 UFC. I buy Just it because kidding. I know it's going to be garbage. I open it with my son, and I get it for $100 a box. Okay, wait, great. Wait, wait, wait. Whatever. You, I know it's You don't gonna buy be it because you know it's going to be garbage. You yes, buy it because it's a fun experience with your son, no, if and I, it if happens I, to be garbage. No, if I bought it, if I wanted to buy a product that was going to have more hits in it or a guaranteed auto, I'd have to pay more money. But the market is yeah, but will if you buy wanna... anything. But you'll buy the more expensive product with a guaranteed auto. You pull the best card, and that's not even a real auto. It's a sticker auto. And Who cares? Dude, Kate. But dude, do you, are you stop buying? Did you sell all your sticker autos? Are you telling? Are you coming on here and telling everybody? Don't I actually, open bought any two sticker wax? autos. Are you leading a boycott of sales? Are you going to boycott sales right now? Are you going to boycott uh, sales? Is that what you're doing, Spike? Are you going to lead a boycott of Luca Nation to, to, to no longer buy wax for anyone? Are you calling up every breaker you know? And saying stop breaking this crappy product because Panini needs to be told that there's no longer a demand for the garbage they're putting out. You're the one who's you're out there, you're on your soapbox, man. So you, you want to talk I'm about fireside chats. I'm you doing it. Talk I'm about trying your, to do it like Winston Churchill. Your, your crappy, the crappy production, that it's garbage cards, it's stickers. You want to talk about all those things, right? So if enough of you got together and said, We're just not we're we're sick and tired and we're just not gonna take it anymore. If you guys got together and did that, you know what? People wouldn't buy it. People wouldn't buy the products, and Panini would have to change those products because they would get hit in the wallet. But right now, steamroller. So your through. vision so your vision of business is companies with no competition over time, they're going to dilute their product and uh compromise on quality control just because they know that they can put anything out and make money my vision is that that's exactly what's happening with panini right now no that's happening i agree but there's no added little value system of like we're business and we should put out a high quality product regardless of our competition no. or not that's too idealistic no they don't have to be idealistic no one's holding them to those ideals Nobody's telling them that they have a problem. Right. But, but remember, like, in the last dance, I quote the last dance forever now, where Michael would never ask people to do things he doesn't do himself. It's the standard you hold yourself to. Think about that. Panini's standard now is to use non-game use jerseys. To Quality control is poor at best. And now they're diluting their own products. With in, this, is, this is the select uh, print run. It has six one-of-ones cage. Yep. Six okay. one of ones. So, people are buying them. All right. Well, let's keep the let's keep the show no, moving. No, let's, let's, you shouldn't leave off of this. This is this is a great topic. I, I try to bring value. There's really only think... there's only one way to fix it. Because why if, put yourself in Panini's shoes, right? And yeah, you you you're 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 idealistic, right? 
I don't know, 15s. So you're idealistic, right? You want to also be. So, so what if Panini came out and did what you asked them to do, right? Mm-hmm. And they come out and they say, we are, I, we watched the last dance. We watched, we watched the last dance. We, we, we saw Michael Jordan. We saw what he said. We saw Super Grover. We listened to Andrew Goldberg. <laughs> And we're gonna have ideals, okay? We are gonna have ideals, and we are going standards. to. We are gonna. We're gonna have standards. standards. We are going to. And values. We're gonna put out a better quality product, and by doing that, um, we're gonna make sure we have game used jerseys. We're gonna make sure we have more on card autos. We're gonna do all of these things. We're gonna scale back to two one on ones per release instead of six. We're gonna do all these things. Um, to Panini, to our customers out there. This is going to cause us to obviously have to spend more time on the products, more time making the products because you can't put out the same quality in the same, you know, you can't put out better quality in the same amount of time. It's going to cost us, it's going to cost us more. No, no, no. It's going to cost us more. Right. And, and because we're doing all this stuff now, we're going to give you less product. Even though there's demand for double the product we're putting out now, we're going to give you 75% of the product. It's going to be better quality product. We're going to raise the price on all the product because Andrew, and Super Grover and Michael Jordan said they, they don't well, like the product. Can I, can I chime in here? Now. I'm saying and break. You know what would happen? Bro. No, do you know what would happen? You can chime in right after. What would happen is people would complain. They complain about the fact that there's six one-on-ones. They complain about the fact that, that, they're, that the product is diluted and that they've tried to make Select happen for years. And now Select is basically the same run-of-the-mill garbage that everything else that's, that, 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 that Panini puts out is. There are 117 one-on-ones. There's a million parallels that aren't even numbered. And no one's ever going to know the full print run of the product. And everybody complains. But you know what happened if Panini swung the pendulum the other direction? The same people would complain again. Because they'd say that Panini's trying, they're being too greedy. They're charging too much for their products. That they don't need this. They're squeezing the kids out of the hobby. Why do they not have something out there for people to open at a price point that allows people to get into the hobby? So you know what I'm going to say? I'm going to say Panini, they may happen to be damned if they do and damned if they don't here because we got a lot of whiners in the hobby. And I'm looking no, at one. I'm not, looking you, at one you, right now. Yeah. Uh, you've known me for like a year a year and change. <laughs> How often do I whine? Never, never. I know you're not a whiner, but it's, um, a, great t- it's a great topic. And I do want to get a little heated well, on it because it's easy to jump on the bandwagon and say, oh, Panini sucks. Well, let me jump real yeah, quick. Yeah. What, I think your criteria for reviewing the situation is off. So you're reviewing the situation based on an effect or based on a response. Yeah. Regardless of what your decision is, people are going to complain. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, how can you run a billion dollar business and price a product like it's caviar and put out shit? Because the What's business would not because because the business would not exist if they didn't meet the demand. Right. So they're mm-hmm. I'm sure they're doing a valuation. I'm sure they're saying to themselves, okay, we need to balance meeting the demand with also having this quality out there. So like, you know, they're not Ferrari, but everybody wants a Ferrari, but Ferraris are built by hand and there's not a lot of Ferraris being built, right? So do do you know National Treasures is their Ferrari card and it's not even packed by hand? Okay. It's not an actual Ferrari. You can call, but that is the Ferrari card. Yeah, but we're the Ferrari of podcasts and I do it with a friggin' iPhone. That it's it's a silly thing, right? It's a silly it's a silly thing to to say that's because it's their Ferrari. It should be boxed by hand. Our our Ferrari is our is our what we say, not the presentation. But if if your Ferrari is but, the art there of are, the card, so, and you don't even take care in putting the art of the card together, 
then but take well, care and the level of care it it depends on the beholder man you call our voices and what we say the ferrari there are people out there who think that we're a yugo right and there's always going to be complainers no matter what you go to you no, Yugo, Yugo. It was a Yugoslavian car. Yugo was the cheapest car in the world in the 80s. It was like $3,000. No, forget about it. There are people who say we're, a, we're whatever a low-quality a low car is. No matter what you do, no matter what you do, there are going to be people who complain about it, right? And your complaint today is that they're not taking the time to put out a quality product. If they did, there would be somebody else in six months complaining about how they don't put product out to, to meet the mass demand. My complaint today, and this is good. One time, guys, so different type of episode. If you guys hate this episode, let us know. I don't blame you, honestly. I don't blame <laughs> you. Maybe you guys will love it. Uh, I think they're going to love it. Page at one point said, Andrew, you should be, You could have been a lawyer. Yes. Uh, could have been. I'm not against the complaining. People are going to complain any way possible. You do one thing, people complain. You do another thing, people complain. I'm talking about values and standards. I'm talking about values and standards. You keep saying, one, your argument is that when you have no competition, your values and standards go down. That's a true story. But two is they need to meet demand. They could still meet demand while still having values and standards. It's not a game of or. It's a game of and. Can you yes, tell me something? What's the most successful smoothie that your family sold at the cafe? You won't believe it. It's the peanut butter twist. It's uh, banana, um, chocolate, peanut butter, and uh, chocolate milk. Okay. And you could so, add protein to it. So we had, let's just say it's milk, chocolate, and peanut butter. What do you guys yep. charge for that smoothie? And a banana. You have to have banana. bananas. In some... Okay. What do you? Guys that's our best. Smoothie? That's our highest profit margin. What would you guys charge for it? So I love this. I charge five bucks flat for all for all of our basic smoothies. No tax, no nothing. Five dollars for that smoothie. Flat. And did you only use Chiquita bananas? Did you only use Hershey's chocolate? Did you only no. use <laughs> My dad would always change this stuff. My dad would always change it. And I'd be like, the quality is going to change, dad. We have regular customers who come for our smoothies every single day. And when you don't use chocolate milk and the next day you use chocolate syrup and vanilla and regular milk, they're going to taste the difference. Just buy chocolate milk. Right. He's like, yeah, but chocolate milk's gotten a little expensive. I want to. Uh, uh, so the guy who Stop. ran the business. No, no, let me go. Yeah. My, yeah, my dad ran the business. But he's a small business, dude. And Why it's a bad it practice. Why it's it a bad different? practice because our customers came and they said, guys, today the smoothie's different than it was yesterday. Yeah, but what if the, the dad turned around and told you that, hey, that week, chocolate milk, the component of chocolate milk in that product was going to be you know, $3. And the Hershey's Literally. chocolate was going to be a dollar. And the and the the Skippy peanut butter was going to be a dollar, and then the banana was fifty cents on top of it. And all of a sudden, if he used the same ingredients he used last week, it's five dollars and fifty cents cost to him to sell a five dollars smoothie. And guess sure. what? You're going to go out of business. It's not. That's not how it works. It's but five dollars for a smoothie, but the cost will be usually is two dollars, and this week it might saying. be two fifty. Yeah, but you understand what I'm saying? I mean, I'm, I I'm trying to make it. It cuts into for the margin, folks. Right. So, and, but it's not even always about the margin, but that that is part of it. Right. And what if your line is out the door on these things? Right. What if the peanut butter smoothie is just something you cannot even keep up with the demand? Do you think your dad is going to turn around and say, you know what I think we should be doing on this stuff? Instead of letting everybody who's in my door get get the 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 the, the peanut butter banana chocolate smoothie that they all want, that they've all heard about. And maybe I'm churning it out at 90 percent capacity to make sure that 100 percent of people get it. You know what I think we should do? I think we should let Andrew put gold flex into no. this, right? He should get the truffle oil out and he should shave black truffles that he's rooted through with his own his own schnoz 
and he's going to make this like a it, it's a this diamond is, smoothie, right? It's going to be a, the most amazing smoothie, world because you know what? The five people who are actually able to get it when the other ninety five walk out because they can't get a smoothie, those five people they're going to love you forever. They love your brand. They love that you you gave them a diamond encrusted smoothie, right? And guess what happens the week after? Your business goes out of business. So no? guys, this is a preview of the stuff my dad and I discussed for twenty <laughs> years when we worked together. Um, oh, I disagree. Hello. So I I disagree with with him on this because he always said like products cost money. We barely make any anyway. Andrew, have you run a restaurant? Running a restaurant, you're on twenty percent margin. It's very small, ten percent margin sometimes. I hear that, but also like you, when you have a good experience or a bad experience, you go and tell people about it. So you think that in the short term, that week, that your number one job is to get meet the demand. And Cage, we would ha- we would have demand rushes because our business was eight a.m. to ten a.m., yep. noon to two. Everything was in that time. And if you didn't process people, no one's coming at three p.m. They just went to a different place. That's so right. No doubt. They just went elsewhere. You couldn't handle it. And every day he said, we need a thousand bucks in the register. If we let 20 people go away, we only have 800 bucks. You can't pay employees. It has this trickle down effect. No questions asked. But at the same time, if you serve a shit product, that person leaves with a bad experience. They go and tell people that this is not their products inconsistent. They, they don't have a good quality product. They, they would use. They would come and they would say, "Hey, can Gennady make me a smoothie? And can then Andrew happens, make me right? a smoothie? So that, can can she make me a smoothie? Right? So they won't just take a smoothie from anybody, right? Or they go and they find a smoothie somewhere else. And, and right, you don't build brand loyalty. You lose brand loyalty. They so already have brand loyalty. Yeah, but you, it, people don't understand. You could lose brand loyalty. Exactly. So, and I'm telling you that that's what needs to happen. Because nobody is nobody is voting with their wallet right now. Nobody is saying to Panini, we're going to hold you accountable for what you're doing. Instead, what they're saying is, where's the line start to pick up this product? It doesn't really matter what you have here because we're going to break it. We're going to break it for an audience that is rabid and will break whatever you put in front of them. And until that changes, why should Panini change? Because I think what they would tell you if they were here right now is that it's better to keep 100% of the demand satisfied at 90% quality. Then try to be a hundred percent quality and only have supply for thirty percent of the people. Guys, listening on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, give us a thumbs down. Let us know what you think of today's episode. Way different, way different. So, I yeah, think man. some of you guys might love it. I, I think you know, guys- I hope you do because we're trying to be passionate about this, and you know what, we're not always going to agree. And I think that's trying. part of. I, I, that's the only that's way what, I know. That's what that, I think. That's part of uh, of what makes this the best show out there. It's part of what makes this the best. And I, I listen, I love your points. And if I were in charge of Panini, if I were in charge of Panini, I would not be doing what I'm saying Panini does right now. Right? I would not. Right? I would try to find some sort of a balance. I get what you're saying, but I also get what Panini is doing. I get it. And also, I've never had to make that decision. I've never had anybody demand product from me the way that Panini is having it demand. Now, we have a great podcast and we try not to dilute the product, right? But it's a little different. What's going on with Panini? It is the. I hope this kind of demand continues. I really do. All right. Well, the demand for my plays is going through the roof ever since I've been <laughs> making people money. So I saw a great post. It was from Yaniv Sun. You guys might know him. He's a blogger, good writer, all yep. that stuff. Uh, and he posted this. He said the Browns have the third easiest schedule. Third easiest schedule in the NFL. Really, mm-hmm. Ravens. Packers and I don't know one other team, but really easy schedule. 
And I see this team offensively taking a step forward. People's Jones was your play yesterday, right? Yep. Yep. Can you imagine? Let, let me ask you, what do you think of what do you think Odell's tops chrome 2014 rookie sells for? Ooh. I have no idea. In PSA 10? Yep. 200, 300 bucks. 2014 Tops Chrome. That's his rookie year, right? Mm-hmm. 60 bucks. Whoa. Wow. In a Tops Chrome. And here I am. I'm like, I asked myself this question. I mean, what would Odell cards have been like if he came out, if he was a rookie in 2019, in 2020, 2018? His cards would be insane. After he made that one-handed catch cage, mm-hmm. people would be going nuts. I remember... I got very fortunate. I won an iPad for my for a work fantasy league. I had Odell on my team in 2014. Just re- crushed. Out of sight, out of mind. Um, he's annoying. He's a diva. I famously compared him to the Neymar of football. All those things are true. Thank you for all that sound bites there. Uh, all those things are true. Odell is my play today. It's the top scrum, PSA 10. You go in 130 point. You see... Cage, what are you doing over there with that, with that sound? You're killing me, Smalls. Um, okay, so I'm better. back now. F- yep, a lot better. $58.99. That's a f- $57.99 fixed price. $55 on auction. $61. Guys, you could get Odell's cards. He's still the number one. Uh, I know the Jarvis Landry, Peoples Jones, all that stuff. I think they're going to start out really, really well. There's one here. Someone sold it for 30 bucks on August 7th. His tops chrome from tw- 2014. Take a look. I think it's an interesting play. Guy's still a talent. He's got swag. He's got charisma. So Might be worth a taking a look at him. I'm going to ask you a question yeah. on this. So last year we saw the expansion of base cards, right? And everybody was buying base cards of quarterbacks in football, right? And then yep. base, 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 base. And then there was an expansion, right? It was expansion out. Just like, you know, hey, buy numbered rookies, buy autographs. So let's expand to base cards. Let's expand to other sports. You name it. The expansion went all over the place. And one of the places it expanded to was um, – was position players in football. Everybody went crazy for Michael Thomas, rookie yep. cards, and then, you know, he obviously got hurt and, and the whole nine yards. Do you have any um, concern about recommending, um, you know, a wide receiver, you know? Tons. When most I, I people like just... To, I don't like to do it. but And most of my plays aren't this way, but you have to balance out your portfolio with a little bit of high risk, high reward. Like, you're getting someone who's a top... Uh, but a top talent in this league on a team with an easy schedule, I love their team. I really do. I love their their uh, coach. No, I don't love wide receivers. I don't like position players. I don't invest a ton in football. If you guys go to my star stock portfolio, I don't think I own a single football card. But this isn't necessarily cards I buy. This is a play a watch list. And I think that if you are looking at guys like um, – Jefferson on the Vikings or uh, slipping me. Why can't I think of his name on the Cardinals? Who's the wide receiver? Uh, I can't Hopkins and AJ Green. If you're looking at these guys, yeah. yeah, At one point, Odell was in that category for one year, but he was in that category. And now you're able to get his rookie card for 50, 60 bucks. I think you have potential there to do some things. Love it. Love it. I'm going to give. So when you talk about select, Select right now is being a little more mass produced, but in years past it hasn't. And I'm going to go right with you because I guess we're, we're all starting to look at football, and that's usually a good a good sign, right? That people are looking at football. Um, I went star stock play 
right? Because I don't want to wait for grading. I don't want any of these things. And you know what I did? I looked up 2016 uh, select football of Derrick Henry. And if I, I'm not going to do this, guys. I'm not going to do it because King I don't want to trade. Yeah, because so I don't want to. I don't want to trade. You know, in favor of you guys, or I don't want to trade against you guys. I want you to be able to do it. So there's no uh, prism star stock A, right? A star stock B is like ninety dollars for his prism. But you know what you can get? You have select A for like thirty dollars. You can get a select um, tricolor A rookie 2016 select for eighty dollars. But you know what I saw, which I really liked in Starstock A, and I would I would buy this right now. But you know what? Maybe this will be somebody. It could be a gift for somebody who's the, one of the first ones who listens all the way through this crazy episode. I see a 2016 Panini Select Football field level, field level Starstock A for seventy five dollars. Right? I like that. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be a PSA 10. I have no idea. But I see these, you know, these awesome cards. I see this. I mean, there's a million. There's Optic. There's Select. There's Optic Parallels. I see an Optic Hollow Starstock A of Derrick Henry, $130. You know, there are, there are a million different ways of buying a Derrick Henry rookie Starstock A or better. There's PSA 10 ones as well on here. For anywhere between $5 to a couple hundred dollars. I love this guy. Right, I absolutely love this guy. I think he gets none of the credit that he deserves. We talked about him last year. I gave him as a play. I love this star stock play because um, it's one of those things where we talk about exits um, for cards. Oh, is the guy going to rush for 2,000 yards? What's he going to do? Um, he, I think he could have multiple 200-yard games. Multiple 200-yard games this year. He's that kind of a, he's that kind of a player. And his week one regular season starts off against the Arizona Cardinals. You have a lot of points scored, plays against Seattle. They don't have the defense they had. Indianapolis, week four and week five are what I would be targeting for my sale, my first exit on this guy, right? Because I think by week five, he's probably already going to have nearly, by the end of that game, 700 yards, 800 yards, maybe more. Because he's, he's going to be running all over these guys. Because in week four, he's playing the Jets. And week five, he's playing the Jaguars. Right? So this guy could have back-to-back 200-yard games. And then you've bought a $5 card, which everyone's going to be looking for on StarStock, and it's $10 or it's $15. You've yeah. bought a $40 card, and it's now $100. Right? It's an in, an in and an out play. Right? Um, you know, no one wants to play against the Seahawks defense, but they're nowhere near as good as they were. I look at the schedule on, uh, you know, on this. I see, you know, that what I think is going to be, you know, uh, a pretty straightforward and and an easy first half for him. Now, why did I stop at week five? He's got the Bills and the Chiefs after that. Okay, a little tougher, a little tougher on the old defensive side, right? So I pay attention. I, I love this Titans team because, I mean, do you remember when Corey Dillon was on the Patriots and he ran for two hundred sixty yards? And you don't see that. Remember Clinton Portis would yeah. run for like 200. Because teams got away from that one big running back, giving them all the touches, yeah. you don't see those explosive performances. Mike Rabel, I know that the, the Titans, they have Julio, uh, they have A.J. Brown, but and Tannehill's gotten better year over year. Mm-hmm. They are committed to running. They're like, you're going to get your 20, 25 touches every single game no matter what. And you can rely on that. You can rely that he's going to have a 200-plus yard game. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, you can make an argument. I'm going to go, you want your hot take? You want your lemon of the week take? You can make an argument that 
it's not going to take many more years. Derrick Henry has Hall of Fame credentials, right? There are certain milestones that running backs will hit where that's a Hall of Famer, right? Look, at in 2019, in 15 games, he had over 300 carries, 1,540 yards, 16 touchdowns. In 2020, in 14 games, over 300 carries, 1,679 yards, 15 touchdowns, right? Uh, it's a lot of fun, right? Kate, 17-game season's coming up, right? I know, yep. You're going to get that that record broken. Yep. Is it fair to say that that's the same record? No, but there's going to be some records that are broken. All right, brother. I know you got to run. This was choppy. This was passionate. This was energetic. There was back and forth. We don't always agree. See, card porn, I know you, you're you in Cage's DMs every night and every morning, but he pushes back on me. He doesn't just go easy on me. Well, listen, card porn pushes back on us too. They give us a hard time about some of the stuff that's in the episodes as well. So I love all of that feedback. And, guys, Andrew is asking for real. He's asking for a reason. You know, this is not our typical episode. But maybe you liked it. Maybe we have to do stuff like this more often. It's a little raw. It's a little, you know, we were not prepared for this. I didn't know we were going to go into PWCC eBay, which, you know, it, it's only limited amount. We can, you figure that would kind of be like a like a, like a a difficult one, right? Um, you know, but really where, where the drama, where the fireworks came was on an unexpected panini topic. You know, the people complaining about select. And, you know, why I think people might not like that segment is because I, I'm, I'm pointing the finger back at you guys. The people who are complaining... It's I'm, your fault. It's your fault. It's your own fault. It's not about the complainers. It's about standards and values. You keep messing the point. God, um, this guy, I see why he's a lawyer. Standards and values. I like it. I like it. He's a, like, you would be a great defense lawyer. I would say something. I would provide all this evidence and you're like. Right. He did not say any of this about, about, oh, wait, you, you, you just gave great evidence about who shot Lincoln. But unfortunately, what we're on trial for here is, is what happened to Alexander Hamilton. You know, so yes, I get what you're saying. You're talking about standards and values. I get it. I understand it. Um, Panini's not because no, most, don't care. most people don't really care. They just want to be able to buy something. I just think they're in Italy, you know, on the, you know, the beautiful <laughs> coast. They're just laying out. Uh, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. What, All right, Cage. That's what you... they think about you, too, by the way. You're just out there on the, on the, on the beach, just laying out. That's what they think about you, too. No? We got it. We got a hurricane coming through. Uh, a tropical storm. I'm excited. Lovely. What's it called? Tropical storm. Fred. Grace. Grace. We just had Fred. Just had Fred. Fred. Fred just came through. Fred. I'll get the residual rain from Fred soon. Guys, thank you very much for uh, for sticking with us on this one. This was a fun one. This episode of Lucas Tigers and Bronze was brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. Take it from someone who has personally submitted thousands of cards for grading. HGA slabs just hit different. They're top of the line and color-coordinated to match the card itself. The aesthetics are unrivaled in the industry. When paired with the ease of submission and the transparency of the pricing model, HGA stands alone as the best choice for grading your cards. I believe that once you try them out, you will agree. Thanks for listening, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Luca's Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe, Nah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.